Welcome to the Dr. Mudgill podcast. We are officially in June and uh, it's been beautiful out. This literally feels like summer. I think it's going to dip down a bit this weekend, but uh, sure as hell feels like summer today. And I think it's going to be even hotter tomorrow here in New York. So that's good news. Um, so this podcast is going to be kind of like a, an extended Ask Dr. Mudgill or hashtag Ask Dr. Mudgill style podcast. Um, we've been getting a bunch of questions in general about psoriasis. So I thought I'd take this opportunity to kind of just review psoriasis, what it is, what we could do about it, etc. Um, so let's dive right in. So psoriasis is an inflammatory skin condition. Um, and there's a variant of psoriasis called psoriatic arthritis where it affects the skin and the joints. Um, so it's a, it's one of these weird diseases where it's like a genetic autoimmune skin condition or a gen genetic autoimmune condition of affecting the joints. And what that means is there's not like one particular gene, like some other diseases that are associated with psoriasis. There are like a bunch of genes that are probably involved. And there must be some sort of environmental component as well that triggers the onset of psoriasis in folks. I'll go over why that is in a minute. Um, so there's a genetic component. And then basically it, it when the gene turns on, it turns on this autoimmune process where inflammatory cells, uh, inflammatory cells target the skin and uh, they basically cause the rash of psoriasis. Um, if you have psoriatic arthritis, it can those inflammatory cells can just target your joints or they can target your joints and your skin. Um, so the reason why I said the genetics are somewhat complicated is um, the way like a lot of genetic diseases are you know studied is they look at monozygotic twins. So that means like identical twins. And they see what the incidence of a particular disease is in these twins. So, you know, for certain diseases, you know, both of the twins would have it. Um, if it's like an autosomal dominant type of um, condition, some diseases, you know, there's like a 50% chance of each twin having it. Um, but psoriasis is unique because there's a bunch of studies that have looked at this and like the genetics are kind of all over the map. So some studies show that there's like a 30% chance of both twins expressing psoriasis. Um, if their parents are afflicted with psoriasis. And some studies show that there's a 70% chance. So it's somewhere between 30 and 70%, but it's not 100%. And what that means is there must be some kind of environmental component as well that causes the body to turn on the gene, or genes rather, that cause psoriasis. So it's, like I said, one of these genetic, someone has a genetic propensity to have psoriasis. They may or may not actually have psoriasis, or express psoriasis, maybe they can transmit it to the next generation. But that genetic propensity combined with some kind of environmental stimulus is what causes the gene to turn on and which causes this autoimmune process called psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis. So what I generally tell my patients, and again, these statistics are kind of like all over the map and you can find a study that basically has like any statistic that you want to be honest with you. But by and large, I think most folks would agree that there's like somewhere between like a five to 10% transmission of psoriasis between generations if like one of the parents has psoriasis. So I generally tell my patients, I'm a glasses half full kind of guy. I generally tell my patients there's like a 5% transmission between generations if one of your parents has it. Um, again, that number is somewhat variable and you know, you could find sort of data or studies to support essentially any statistic. Um, but the bottom line, it's not a hundred percent chance or even 50% chance. It's some like fraction of that, um, in most cases. So psoriasis is basically in my mind, um, 
broken down into like three subsets essentially. I'm going to take psoriatic arthritis out of this. Um, so there's basically like very mild psoriasis. And this is probably what like 95% of my patients have where their skin gets um, these plaques or it gets like dry and flaky and sometimes it can crack a little bit, typically on like the knuckles or the knees or the elbows. And, and for a lot of my patients, it only really affects them in the winter months and in the summer months, they're fine. Um, and that's like the mildest, most common form of psoriasis. And that's you know called mild plaque psoriasis. It doesn't affect very much of your body surface area. Um, it tends to respond very well to topical medications. Typically, we use topical steroids, uh, where the patients will use it. You know, the, if, when it's acting up, use the steroids for twice a day for a couple of days or a week or something, and then the psoriasis will go into period of remission. It might start creeping back in again, where you do the same protocol again. Um, but by and large, that's like the most common type of psoriasis, and that's typically what we see. Um, then there's like, like something called SIBO psoriasis, um, which affects can affect the scalp, can affect the face, the armpits, the genital skin. Um, it kind of it's kind of like related to something called seborrheic dermatitis, which is which is dandruff. Um, and you know, again, those cases generally respond well to topicals. You basically have to, you know, most of my patients are on some kind of regimen where they'll use a topical medication like a couple of days out of the week to keep things in check. Um, some of my patients with, with more severe disease, so for instance, some of my patients actually have thick plaque psoriasis in their scalp, but nowhere else. And then there's some localized treatments that we can use for that. There's, you know, you can use, well, you can use topicals, obviously, but if the topicals don't do the trick, you can do some cortisone shots into the plaques of psoriasis, which works very well, albeit it's painful. Um, there are also some laser or a laser therapy that we use quite a bit. It's called the eczema laser, where you basically just zap these spots of psoriasis. You can use it to treat anywhere, really, on the body. Uh, patients generally come in two or three times a week for, like, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 treatments or so. And then the psoriasis can go into a pretty long period of remission. Um, then there's, like, the type of psoriasis that you see all these commercials for, you know, for all these, uh, these various medications that are used to treat psoriasis. And that's more widespread plaque psoriasis. So that's folks who have like psoriasis that affects a pretty significant body surface area, uh, or percentage of the body surface area rather. And it can be, you know, it can be somewhat debilitating. You know, it can be physically debilitating because you have these itchy, scaly plaques all over your body. Um, it can be uh, psychologically debilitating because you're self-conscious about having psoriasis on such a wide uh, spread surface area on your skin. And generally, for those treatments, the treatment generally is something systemic. So. The first option in a lot of my patients is a type of treatment called phototherapy, where we shine a very safe wavelength of UV light. We use something called narrowband UVB phototherapy. Patients come three times a week um, to see if their skin responds to it. You know, most of my patients that are compliant are able to commit to that you know, regimen of coming in three times a week for their phototherapy sessions. Most of them do actually very, very well. Um, it just, it's kind of a pain in the ass for a lot of folks to have to schlep to the office three times a week. But for folks who are retired or live close to the office, you know, it's, it's probably the safest, most homeopathic way to treat your psoriasis. Because it's not a practical option for everybody, then we start to veer into the next sort of tier of treatments for psoriasis. And typically, those would be like the biologic medications, which are injectable medications, you know, things that you've seen commercials for, like Humira, Stellara, Skyrizi, Tremphia, um, you know, all the commercials that you see on TV. And those medications basically, you know, you inject these medications into the body and then they alter the way that your immune system works. So they're basically targeting a very specific protein that's involved in the pathogenesis of psoriasis. And you basically, you know, intercept that protein and prevent it from doing its thing. And by doing so, 
your psoriasis basically goes away as long as you're taking this medicine. Um, you know, those medications, obviously, there are systemic medications. There are risks that are associated with them, which your dermatologist would go over with you when the time comes. Um, but they do increase your susceptibility to getting infections, things like, you know, TB and you know, th those sorts of things, um, which are very serious infections. And we screen our patients for that before we, we treat them. We do various blood tests as well to make sure they're immunologically healthy. Um, but, you know, that being said, you know, the, those medications have been a huge breakthrough in the treatment of psoriasis. Um, and, you know, most patients that are on them, when you find the right one for them, they do amazingly well and basically are, are virtually cured of their psoriasis as long as they're taking the medication. So they're not like impacted by it. Um, and then the last type of psoriasis I'm going to touch on is something that we see also quite a bit of. It. It's something called guttate psoriasis. And that's when you get these little tiny plaques of psoriasis that seemingly erupt out of nowhere. And uh, generally, it's associated with some kind of upper respiratory tract infection. Frequently, it's like a, a preceding strep infection. Uh, but, you know, other things can do it as well. And for those patients, the best treatment, in my opinion, is phototherapy, which I discussed previously. Um, really, you know, that type of psoriasis tends to respond very, very well to phototherapy. It can go into like a very, very long-term remission or even just go away completely once it's been treated. Um, so for those patients, because their course of psoriasis may be somewhat limited and you know that's generally the case for a lot of these patients um you know committing to phototherapy for like a few months is in my opinion the safest option as long as it's it's something that's feasible for um my patients to commit to um so i mean that's a pretty you know sort of broad swath over psoriasis i mean there's a lot of like nuances and intricacies that i've obviously not gone over but for anyone who's, you know, afflicted with psoriasis or worried about psoriasis, hopefully this podcast provided you some value into, you know, what psoriasis is, what causes it, and how it could potentially be treated. Uh, with that, hope you all have a wonderful, restful weekend and are ready to crush the week ahead. Let's get it. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The full video for this podcast can be found on either YouTube or Facebook. Let's get it.